0: Welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us for episode 89. It's the weekend of tournament analysis because this is pod racing. Either which way, tonight we are going to be talking a little bit about a little bit about Sith Takecare Open, probably a lot about Sith Takecare Open. We're going to talk about some Cherokee Open, <clears throat> and we're also going to be discussing the world's prizes that are coming up without without any further ado why don't i bring in my co-host for tonight mr jj the giants still suck and i get to say this every time until the end of the v- or beginning of the next football season how are you tonight sir <laughs> hey
1: as long as we're not the detroit lions or we're, we're okay buddy don't
0: but we at least know where <laughs> our stance is we don't try to imitate some other team <clears throat>
1: Oh man, so uh, doing all right, man. Had a great weekend so far. Um, I was going to participate in the Cherokee Open, but unfortunately, work got in the way. Um, I ended up having to come down to uh, South Carolina for um, uh, for some work-related stuff. Um, so, which is where I'm at again. I swear, I've done more traveling this week than any any like the last decade. <laughs> with all the places i've been to <laughs> but i do want to give out a big shout out to firefly games over in columbia south carolina thank you so much for your hospitality i appreciate you guys uh specifically for zachary uh huffman's i apologize if i butcher your last name uh who was the tournament organizer for the 20 that they had on saturday um i just happened to pop in and uh, they're great they're very welcoming We had a great three round tournament over there and I just had a blast just uh, meeting new players and seeing new faces and uh, and seeing some some lists that I actually had not seen before. And uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Well, cool. We also had a prep for Worlds tournament in Detroit this weekend or in Warren, Michigan. I did not do as good as I thought I would. I went one and into ours was also only three rounds. We had. Thirteen players, and of course, the guy that won it was the guy that got the first round by. So he had a, he got the win, um, but he did have a harder. I think he did have a harder strength of schedule after that. Um, he did beat Ryan Staniszewski uh, from GSP for the last win. Um, so yeah, so it was pretty. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, I had Volandos one shotted in two games, and I had a Grievous. Almost one-shotted at range three in a game as well. <laughs> so, wow. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, what's not a good day for my green dice? I guess. Uh, um, so it's but yeah, I ran that crazy, that crazy weird little outmaneuver list uh, that I've been. I got from crispy. But that was pretty fun. It was. It was still fun. It's still really fun to run that list. I mean, when you get to reroll five green dice. Because you rolled all blanks and you need to get strain or you need you need to get um <coughs> evade so you don't die with your reroll T eighty one man. It's fun. It's, re- it's really f- it's like heroic, except for you get a million strain. I actually don't even own enough strain tokens to put on the table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he's saying that he's like Finn, but in a trifighter.
0: Kind yeah, kinda, of, except for he's worth two more points and <laughs> you don't get focuses ever. And oh, you can't add dice. He's a, he's
1: a four or five. He's five. Oh, he's a, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. the same
0: cost as Grievous. Okay. And he doesn't, like, he has better green dice than Grievous does normally. Normally. Um, yeah, that's but, true. <clears throat> yeah, it was fun to run. I had a, We had a fun time. I went out to my buddy's house. We played a lot of Arkham Horror um, this weekend. I got him into that. So nice. Um, spent a lot of time doing that. Uh, the other thing, I guess, we, let's let's talk a little bit, I guess, ahead of time since we're both here, right? Uh, so we officially have started Nickel City Season 3 League.
1: That's right.
0: Um, I guess I forgot to remind Alex to sign up somehow. I thought I reminded him, but I guess it didn't. So Alex never signed up, who will also not be here tonight. But um, that has kicked off, and I have officially been passed over until J.J., picked me i don't know at some point when i actually forgot we were doing that
1: you, <laughs> <laughs> you were my second pick in the draft buddy i know up. i i can't i forgot
0: like i forgot we were they you guys were airing the draft because i had a um a council meeting uh for a committee that i'm on a local committee that i'm on that i ended up having to go to um and i had to chair <laughs> i basically had to chair uh thursday night so I got to rewatch the replays, um, Friday when I got home, uh, you know, from hanging out with my buddy. And so that was, that was fun. It was nice to see all the trash talk that everybody was throwing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a fun time. Um, I'm very, very pleased with my team that I was able to draft this season. Um, I think that we're going to go very deep, um, and probably into the final and hopefully take that final, um and uh and i think that we have a good good solid team that's gonna do very well this season so i'm i have very high hopes for for our team for team in game
0: yeah and i got drafted into something that was not cis so there you go less practice for world but at least it'll yeah. be a different faction <laughs> since i've ran one faction forever
1: yeah yeah definitely so but yeah man i'm uh, i'm excited um hopefully we'll be starting to um to stream uh, more of those games as those they come along uh so stay tuned on our our podcast here will be uh streaming some of those live games for the nickel city league here on uh, playing face syndicate
0: yeah because otherwise with there being so many teams now greg would almost have to stream every night <clears throat> i think to get these games in
1: yeah <laughs> And if you're not aware, last season we only had – it first started out with four teams. That was season one. Season two, we doubled that. We ended up having eight teams. And now this season, we're up to 12 teams. And each team has six players, five of them that play regularly. One of them gets a buy every so often. And that is a lot of X-Wing. The format is a team format. Every person on the team is assigned a faction. And the captains set up pairings between the two teams, and they battle it off until one of the uh, one of the two teams gets the uh, gets the win. So, it's uh, it's very exciting X-wing. It's um, very much like XTC is, um, but uh, we got players from all over, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So yeah. So if you haven't, when season four comes out, sign <clears> up. <throat> it is a great league. It's a lot of fun. It's all for fun, and uh, we we enjoy playing each other.
0: Yeah. So. So, how long is our season run for then? So we start this week, which is last week. of well, technically, it's the first week of March. Mm-hmm.
1: So I believe it is six weeks, uh, followed by two weeks of the playoffs, and we're gonna have a week off or the week of Worlds. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be about a little over two months when you factor in the bye week.
0: Yeah, Sandy's saying it's ten
1: weeks. Is it 10 weeks? Maybe I was wrong. I was just oh, saying, I thought right. it was longer this you're right. time. I, I was <clears> thinking <throat> season two. Yeah, you're right. It is 10 weeks, yeah, because we got we play everybody in the league or in our division twice. So yeah, that makes sense.
0: Okay. I was yeah. say I, I thought it was a little bit longer than it was last time for That's it. Right. So mm-hmm. well, that'll be fun. I'm excited. It'll be something um to keep getting games in, and I'm sure all of it will get um there'll be a, a lot of shakeup. Once uh, worlds after worlds happens, so that will be super fun. Um, once that happens, I can't imagine AMG's not going to give us a shakeup, yeah. Well, cool, so that's exciting. If you like, I said, if you had not, if you don't know what it is, I think we have talked about Nickel City on here, like I don't know, pretty much on day one. So if you don't know what it is, the we have the links, um, in our you know, on, on our site, and you can go ahead and find their Discord. And you can uh watch Greg streams at least every Tuesday and Thursday right now. And then he picks games up here and there. So I heard Greg yeah. wanted to stream every Friday night and Saturday night. So I don't know. <laughs> <what I'm saying.
1: laughs> yeah, and also uh the experiment from three one two will also be uh taking the same games yep. as well. I think Wednesdays or Sundays. I, I I'm not sure, but um he uh he'll be doing some of those uh those games as well. So Plenty of coverage for the league.
0: Yes. Um and we will probably do we'll probably do a recap every week. I think I think uh, we'll I think we'll be able to do we'll probably be a little behind because the league doesn't end till Sunday night. So technically you have still Sunday night to play. Um I, I we'll we'll probably do some we'll figure out some sort of recap um <clears throat> that we can do every week. So I'm put three one two on a business. I don't know about that.
1: But <laughs> I mean, now with all the baseball he's <laughs> Uh Either which way,
0: the fun part about this is you'll get to see JJ and I on the same team endgame again. Um, maybe we'll redo the logo halfway through the season just to drive Greg nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think Greg wants to uh, redo the entire intro for the new logo for that, but <laughs> you, you'll probably kill me. But uh, But yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Nice. <clears throat> well, let's talk a little bit about worlds because really tonight our big focus is actually worlds, if I'm gonna be honest. Um, and I'm saying that because we're gonna cover all these tournaments and we're gonna get to see some of what the meta is. And one of the the the, the tournaments that we're gonna cover is people from Europe. So they traditionally they have had a different meta than we have, and we're seeing we're gonna see some cool stuff tonight that we haven't actually seen before. Um, give gave me a little bit of hope for, um, gave me a little bit of hope for uh, flying some tri fighters. So there was some tri fighter success this weekend. It's pretty fun. Yeah. But awesome. let's talk about Adepticon prizes because the AMG team, or I guess Will Schick, released what the world's prizes. Some pictures for us. And all of that. This year, they are going all in on rebels themes, um, which I think is cool, kind of. Um, except for isn't that like the worst faction?
1: <laughs> that the one faction that's not doing very well right now. So um, I mean, I I don't I, I personally rebels is like my my favorite day for only Star Wars period right now. Um, and yes, I know Mando and other crap. Yeah, but um. I I absolutely love this stuff, um, this particular theme of having the set of the the Rebels uh, like cards on here and there. My only gripe on this is that there is not a card for Hera B-Wing, only the A-Wing. And there's not a card for Sabine A-Wing and only the TIE Fighter. That's my only gripe about it. But um, I absolutely love the artwork that they chose for these cards. It is just really good. And when we scroll down a little bit, uh, we'll get to see the templates that they chose. They're really good.
0: Yeah. So the the theme this year is going to be Rebels. Um I do like that show actually quite a bit. That is one of my um I I would say I like that over 50% of the Clone Wars cuz some of the Clone Wars sucked. Um yeah. but this show was very well done. Um I actually almost like it better than Bad Batch right now. Yes. Um personally, so
1: which I'm I'm really behind but yeah.
0: <sighs> well good. I'll ruin it for you in a few minutes. Um <laughs> So yeah, so they got some cards. Um, they have, of course, you know, the standard picture, they looks like we're going to get some tokens, which I don't know why we're getting tokens for these people. Like, why am I getting a hera token? Um, I, I, it's cool looking like, and I'll be honest, those dial covers are pretty dope. Like that Sabine dial cover right there is just amazing. I love it. Um, and it looks like they're giving us dials to go with dial cover. So it's not going to just be a cover that you have to attach. They're giving you the actual dials for it. And then on top of that, if you look, they're giving us the tokens, you know, the, 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 the chip tokens, and it's going to have the actual picture of the character on it. So this makes me wonder why they couldn't have done, um, they did Kanan. They could have done, um, callus on the other side. <laughs> Like we could have had a callous yes. one, wouldn't it? like just Calus. another side? Yeah, wouldn't that be cool?
1: Yeah, exactly. I yeah, don't know. Kallus, I, I didn't even think of callous man. Wow, yeah, callous is such a no brainer because he is a really good V uh, C X pilot for X wing.
0: He is kind of a specter. He he becomes part of their team. So,
1: yeah. spoiler alert! Spoiler for anybody alert. Who hasn't seen Rebels, if you haven't watched
0: Rebels at this point <laughs> in your life, we, sorry, but um. We aren't the only one spoiled. So, um, again, it just—it's—I—I I, I like the the theme of this, right? I do actually really like the theme of this, and I do like some of this artwork that's on there. So it looks like they're going to be giving away some cards. Um, for, it'll be in the prize pool, and it says, "Your the you're, this year's prize pool. No matter the outcome, players who participate will have a chance to bring home some of these items." So it it's kind of making me feel like they are going to give us that they're going to give other people who don't make cut a chance to get some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, then beyond that they have, and I, I personally do not like the style of their card. I, I just don't, but, uh, they are going to be giving out different tokens, which I really hope they're acrylic tokens and not cardboard. Um and they they have a whole different set of pilot cards. One of them it looks like is Aurora. Uh Manaru, I can't tell who is in the um the Y-wing there. I don't know which one that is. And then they're putting a B-wing like Gina Moonsong, right? So like JJ you should yeah. be excited. You ran Gina like a mother.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All the Gina time. is a, a good pilot with uh one pair with Tendam. Really
0: good. Um, So that's kind of cool. They have, you can see they have like a little Mandalorian tokens. I like those. Um, A little BB 8 droid hat tokens. I like those too. Um, So they said additionally, a number of prizes will be given out each round, distributed evenly as possible, including metal ink ship cards of iconic pilots such as Poe Dameron, Dengar. Um, And then continuing the Spectre theme is all... Oh, it does say acrylic. I am dumb. I should have read that. So they're going to give out acrylic tokens. For nice. top eight here, they're going to give us the Phoenix Family Maneuver Templates.
1: I really want those, those templates, man. Man, they look so good. I love that. Each one of them represents a different Rebels character. It looks so great.
0: Yeah, and like I I would. This is this is kind of cool. So like, if they're all getting a set of these templates, it feels like you need to come down to Worlds now and try to play. Right. Corey might have a ticket you can have. How about that? Ooh, okay. You should just say you're Corey healed, and I guess I shouldn't say his <laughs> last name. You, you just say you're Corey. Give him the money for it. If he doesn't go there, you go.
1: That would be pretty awesome.
0: On top of that, they're going to be giving away standard loadout cards with alt art on them or what they think is alt art um, on them for all of their side events, which I don't know if the side events are filled up yet or not. All I know is the last chance qualifiers on the same damn day that they, they're they doing the Battle of Yarvin and all that stuff. So I won't even get to compete in those. But they have some really cool... Um, that's a pretty cool Darth Vader alt art. Um I don't remember them using that one before.
1: Yeah, no. Um, some of these cards actually look uh, very different, so I um, I'm actually interested to see what they're going to do um, in the future with some of these. From just the quick, um, just a quick scan of these, it looks like a lot. Uh, all these are, are cards that have come out before, so I don't think we're seeing anything new in terms of like the standard cards that have been released.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of cool. There that's kind of what they told us is gonna be there. Um also you get to compete, you know, with a bunch of other people. So I don't know. It it looks I, I don't know. It, at least they're giving us a reveal of prizes before March. So you still have time if you don't like the prizes to cancel the tickets. <laughs> if you don't want them, so um at least they gave us that look. It looks like this is definitely better than anything they had at Gen Con. Um so hopefully they continue this um thing. I will say I don't need more templates, but they are pretty totes. It would be really hard to replace my Thrawn templates with these um, personally, but they do look really cool, especially for um people getting into the game. Um, Though the one thing I don't see on here is a center line. How are these even going to be legal templates?
1: Uh, I think, I have to like really zoom in because normally what they'll do is that they'll put the center line and like the edges and that's usually okay. Okay. But I have to like really zoom in. I can't really see from like the photo.
0: Desi said they're on the other side. So if they're on the other side, great. Um then it's inconsequential. Um I just I that's the first thing I noticed when I looked at those, especially after last week when we went through all that and everybody's like, No, you gotta have the, the things and um <laughs>
1: Yeah, all the official, uh, <laughs> all the official AMG FFG tokens and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, and that that will be probably what happens, right? Like, so they I wonder if they're gonna give top eight out once the day's done on Saturday, so that they can be used on stream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. So that's day.
1: that's actually exactly what I thought they'll do. Like, I, I obviously GSP hasn't said anything for it, but it'll be cool that if they use these on stream. Um, So that way, you know, they can kind of like show them off on it uh, on on the stream for Worlds. That would be pretty cool. They did that. Yeah. So that's
0: exciting. It's an exciting time in the world right now with Worlds stuff.
1: Yeah, Worlds right around the corner. And uh, we're going to take a look at some of these tournament results and take a look at uh, what's what's hitting right now. Uh, What do you want to start with first?
0: I think we're going to start with the Cherokee Open first. That'll probably be the easiest one to start with. because they It was a little bit smaller of a turnout this year comparatively, um, so I think it'll be easier um, to kind of go through their tops before we get into the Sith Baker Open. Okay. So, Cherokee, top four. We decided to cover the top four tonight for them. JJ, who was the winner, and what is the story behind this crazy, crazy last-minute win?
1: <laughs> so, um, so the the final here was between uh, Connor Prince and um, and Tom Anonymous, at least for per, for um, per Longshanks on there. Um, now, I was actually looking at the stream for Cherokee Open, and they were playing Salvage Mission. Um, for the final match there um, they went all the way to tying it was 11 to 11 for both sides and they went for the road roll to break the tiebreaker and Connor won he got the uh the win off of that it was uh it was a hell of an interesting final there uh, between the two lists over there uh, but congrats to Connor he's a, a local for me here and uh, he is a great player uh congrats for the win man
0: and what was his list?
1: So he was running a first order list. Um, so we have uh, Commander Malaris here in the TIE FO fighter with cluster missiles. Uh, Lieutenant Gaelic with crackshot and tractor beam. Uh, DT798 with crackshot and advanced optics. Uh, definitely a much more aggressive version of DT. Uh, followed by Scorch with fanatical predator and optics. Nightfall in the TIE Whisper with fanatical pockets, sensor scramblers. And then Gideon Hask in the C-clash shuttle with elusive, biohex, proud tradition, terex, and tap. Tactical uh, officer surrounded.
0: The first question I have, and because he submitted his list through um, List Fortress or what the name no, is, not List Fortress. Oh, Launch Bay. Launch, Launch Bay. Bay. Yeah. He, th- does Gaelic really have two talents? Because they it, they do not have two talents in, in Yasby. And he had Fanatical yeah. on his ship, too.
1: <laughs> I mean, sometimes mm. uh, the, the squad builders. Uh, are not updated and like, that's a glitch but i mean honestly it's up to the tournament organizer to just ensure that's done um but yeah i'm sure it wasn't
0: super impactful if we're being honest you know
1: yeah no probably not but but yeah i mean this is a uh six ship list here with a support ship in the z-class shuttle i mean this thing can cover a lot of objectives uh, you have very good hard hitters between Mallory, Scorch, and DT, and then Nightfall has that potential for that big punch with the Pockets, uh, especially being coordinated with Gideon Hask. I mean, this thing can cover a lot of ground and hit you from a lot of different angles. Um, would you put this as a mini-swarm list, or would you put this as a solid list, as an archetype?
0: Uh, this is a mini-swarm list.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah,
0: yeah, because Nightfall, Nightfall is meant to go along with the rest of that that group to some extent.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So our runner-up was Tom Anonymous. He was running a Rebel list. So there we go. We do have some Rebels in Top Cut here. Yeah, I was uh, say, wasn't
1: it Rebels doing bad? Didn't you just say that a minute ago? I,
0: I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this one's a little bit different. This is a Dutch Vander list with Ion Torpedoes, a Dorsal Turret, R R three astromech and bomblet generator, so that's definitely a different uh, Dutch loadout that I that I have not seen. Typically, I see the you see the ion cannon on Dutch or like a heavier torpedo piece. I really honestly kind of think Dutch needs a few more loadout points, but I don't know. Yeah, he it,
1: suffers without that definitely.
0: It, it like it would be in my opinion. I think Dutch could have some more loadout. Uh, then we have Kraken with the usual elusive plasmas. Hera in the A-wing with elusive swarm tactics, mag pulse warheads, munitions fail safe, vector cannons here, and fire control system. So used every slot. Uh, then we have uh, Boy Garvin, and then Pops Corral with Teflon belly rub, ion cannons turret, chopper, thermals, and cluster missiles.
1: Yeah, definitely a really interesting list here. Um, I definitely like the addition of Chopper uh, for this list because you can spend those cluster missile charges to uh, regenerate a shield as an action, um, and you'll have Hera and Garvin being able to uh, give you tokens, uh, Iron Kraken being able to do that shot and then coordinate a target lock if you need to, um, to Pops, and Pops can generate his own focus with his own ability, um, so you definitely have a lot of utility uh, here, and that Y-wing can can definitely stay on the board pretty long. And if you can um, use Hera's swarm tactics to engage at I six, uh, you you get that shot off early. So it's good.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 weird to not see a um, a Luke or a wedge of any sort in this list. So um, props. I will definitely say this is. Probably not the most unique, but this is still pretty unique. We don't see this flying around too much right now. And I will say definitely with Pops is a uh, uh, you don't see Pops almost ever on the table. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I would qualify this as a salad list, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I probably would. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right. And then over on top four, we got Ernie, Mr. Warbot Zero, uh, who came in on the top four here. Uh, he's running the scum faction here oh, I'm sorry the separatist faction <laughs> he has it's not Jango scum Fett. stop it I read that okay I, I read that and I thought scum all right <laughs> so um he's running Django Fett with notorious thermal detonator Savadro press false transponder delay fuses veteran attorney gunner and the slave one title general Grievous uh, standard loadout album impervium. Uh, Dirge with HLC Ion Cannon, the double cannon loadout, I actually like this uh, this loadout a lot, and the Xenadu Blood title, and then the DBS 404 Siege Coruscant version with APTs, Contingency Protocol, and Strut Lock Override. Um, I, I'm a big fan of that Dirge loadout of the heavy laser cannon Ion Cannon just because it gives Dirge a lot more uh, flexibility for offense. Um, if you're able to line up that bullseye, which you you have a pretty good chance of doing at I five with a repositioned focus, you can get that um, that big shot off regularly. Um, or if you need to switch more into a control role, uh, having that ion cannon to um, to hit a target and possibly break locks is uh, is definitely very very useful. And of course, uh, if you decide to go after Django, he's got the Notorious, he's got Savage Press, he's got False Transponder, uh, he is a pain to take down and the rest of the list can come in and help out with, uh, with this list. So, uh, really good showing.
0: And our last top four is Chad Prince running a resistance list with your favorite Finn. <laughs> I love Finn. With the standard loadout Finn uh perceptive co-pilot elusive and heroic um then we have bb8 with and this i thought was interesting larma darcy right and what does larma do jj
1: so while you have two or fewer stress tokens you can perform reinforce coordinate or jam actions while stressed so the only thing that really matters on here is the jam uh for bb8 so essentially uh if bb8 is uh is not stressed he can do a booster barrel to start, then do a white maneuver um, if he needs to, or blue maneuver, just depending on where he wants to go. Um, when he gets into range, he can use Larmer Darcy to um, to do the jam action, and um, and not have to worry about anything else. So he can uh, BBA can definitely go in, disrupt your enemy, um, prevent those tokens for the rest of your list to come in and, and jump in on that particular target.
0: And then we have Lulu. With shield upgrade, predator, and heroic Kaz and the fireball with R6D8, heroic, um, coaxium hyper fuel, advanced yes. slam, and targeting computer, and the fireball title. Um, and then we have Poe with trick shot, heroic C3PO, Ray, and Ray's Millennial Falcon. And I don't think we've seen the C3PO on Poe before. Um, yeah. Is that just for, like, a dual calculate? Is that why they're doing it? Or are they actually using it to coordinate? Or Well,
1: I mean, you could do both, right? Because you can, at I6, Poe already sees most of the board. So if you need to uh, do a coordinate to get Kaz into a better position or out of danger or Lulo, uh, that target lock for that big shot and then link it into a boost so that way uh, Lulo can go offensively. Um, that's pretty big at i6 or um, if everybody's okay you like where you are you get double calculates and between that and heroic and rain to back up your offense poe is going to be very very accurate um, for taking those shots especially with trick shot has a lot of agency to get three to four hits on average
0: yep and what is coaxium hyperfeel?
1: so this one is uh something actually we don't see very much but it's basically a get out of jail free card for uh ships that can slam so after uh, you can perform the slam action even while you're stressed and if you do you suffer one crit damage unless you expose one of your damage cards after you partially execute a maneuver you can expose one of your damage cards or suffer a crit to perform the slam action so if you bump end up in a spot that kaz doesn't want to be in you can use coaxium hyperfuel to slam out of there and expose one of your cards and you're okay And if you pair this with like event slam and set up a, um, set up a disabled power regulator, you can slam out of danger, take a, flip open the, uh, the disabled power regulator. Still take a focus with event slam and gas is out of danger. And the beauty part of it is that if you did a red maneuver, you can still slam out of there. And if your slam maneuver is blue, you can clear your stress and then take the event slam focus if you need to uh, with that combo. It is very, very sneaky, and it, I think, actually opens up Kaz's dial uh, really well.
0: I like it. It's definitely different. And something we don't see on the table very often.
1: And what, another salad list, you would say, for both Ernie and Chad?
0: Um uh, that's a good question. I do not think the salad list, I don't think Ernie's is a salad list, I guess. I, I don't think that I would consider that
1: would a salad it, list. A list.
0: Yeah, that one's more of like a cross between a beef and um, I don't know. Maybe somewhat of a, somewhat of an AC list. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a cross between those two. Oops, I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that pull one is probably a salad. It's it, it, it's it's more. It's not quite a salad, but it's pretty close. So, um, yeah. you do have two of the same ship in there. So. Mm-hmm. all right well why don't we move on to the Sith taker open if you watched the final I was very um this is like uh gen Con a little bit right we're getting some repeat lists here um <laughs> coming back in to play we if you if you thought Hawk and Contrail and Anakin and Obi were gone you were mistaken because they are back. JJ, who won who won the Sith Taker open?
1: So Fon Langalon uh ended up taking the the Sith Taker open here with a Republic list. Um so we got here uh Anakin Skywalker in the Delta 7B with Crackshot R4P17 uh and shield upgrade. Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Delta 7 with elusive CLT and Shield Upgrade contrail uh this is the customized version comes with crack shot shield upgrade and the best title and then in the lat we have hawk with dedicated seventh fleet gunner and agile gunner to round off this list um still a very very great aces type list here uh with the support with the hawk uh, being able to bump up either obi-wans most likely obi-wans dice or anakin's uh, to four dice and have those rerolls is super super good, especially in initiative six. Anakin being able to punch through with crack shot is always really great, and being had uh, being able to use R4P17 to get that extra action when you do the red maneuver um, is uh, is really good. It puts It lets Anakin be in a lot of different places, and if he ends up getting that bullseye or being at range one, he can use the force get rid of that stress. And open up the rest of his dial or all of his actions rather. So it's really good.
0: Yep. And then we had the runner-up was Tom Reed with Boba, Kanan, and Rook. So we have yeah. the child, Mandalorian, and Contraband, and Swivel Wing, obviously drop seat bay and notorious. Boba has fearless proton bombs. C contraband, veteran tail gunner, slave one, Ahsoka Tana.
1: So, um, so going back to the top four coverage here for Sith Seeker open. Uh, the next one on our list here for top four here was Don Flanagan, uh, running the Scum, f- or sorry, these wow, I did it again, the Separatist faction. Uh, we got Django Fett here with elusive jamming beam, salvager press, proton bombs. Ultron Spawner Codes, Contraband, Cybernetics, Delay Fuses, Slave 1, and Veteran Tailgunner. Uh, we got Dirge with Elusive, Proton Cannons, and Xanadu Blood with Proton Bombs. General Grievous, Standard Loadout, Outmaneuver, and the title, and then uh, Siege of Coruscant 404 uh, to round off that list. Uh, very similar to the other list that we saw over in the Cherokee Open, uh, but this is a, a more defensive, I would say, Django Fett uh, with the Elusive and Proton Bombs but uh still very solid list
0: there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a non notorious list. So I think there's been some discussion about whether notorious is the right call for Django or not. And, um, this has kind of been the ongoing one, uh, that people have been playing with in the separatist faction, except for me, I'm, obviously I went decided to try try fighters, um, like for, I don't know, like three months now. And, um, <clears throat> But this Django Fet is definitely a little bit different of a build with the Elusive because you could run Treacherous, too. Um, And I'll be honest, how often are you going to... You're going to probably do one turnaround maneuver in a game with, with Django. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's two points. It's kind of like Treacherous. It triggers once, typically. Um I don't know. It's, it's easier to get off Treacherous. How about that? Yeah, definitely. What would you think if they changed Elusive and it just said... Flip your elusive charge gives you gives you a free evade, once per turn or once yeah. per
1: game. That that would make an auto include for for a lot of lists, and I think that as is right now, um, just giving you the probability of um, just getting a chance to do it is better than just automatically guaranteeing a charge for it because. Think about it. Think about any three agility ship that can take it with force, like Seven Sister, or sorry, Second Sister or Vader, the customized Vader. Um, imagine him giving me a free evade on top of all the tokens and stuff that they have. Yeah, no. Elusive is fine word, as is.
0: <laughs> Alright, so moving on to Liam's list. Liam from the Sith Takers um, ran a Ajango, Bolin, Durge, and an Aflac droid was crazy, right? Aflac droid man coming back. Um, their dirge is marksmanship, proton cannons, delayed fuses and proton bombs. Um, so going to all in on crit making Volandos DOS without maneuver to be the cheaper version of Grievous, I guess. Um, and then yeah. the Aflac is the standard loadout. Then we have Treacherous, Savage, FTC, Proton Bombs, Contra Ban, Delayed Fuses, and Veterans Hail Gunner on Jingo. This is definitely interesting. It's you know, this is similar to Crispy was playing around with three Tri-Fighters and Django. This is two Tri-Fighters and Um Dirge, but this is literally an all I-5. Or higher list. There is no low initiatives in this list at all, and there's no grievous. This is weird. Not seeing grievous in here, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, as a person who's been um, playing the the Trifighter more, do you think that the flak loses its um its versatility without having a second flak or at least another ship that can share calculates with?
0: So yes and no. I don't think it loses its versatility. I think it changes the way you play. I think that's what this does. This this essentially this is being taken because you get the free mods. So it allows you to always be um, evaded and calculated every turn. Um, or it allows yeah, or it allows you to reposition, evade, and calculate. It does a lot of different things. Um, my uh, my belief for how he ran this list and I don't remember if he was on stream or not is the tri-fighters are the heavy hitters and they're going in hitting and then flying to the other side of the board and hitting the other son and kind of trading places that's my theory behind how I would run that list um, and then you have Jurge and Django kind of going into the middle picking which targets they want to eliminate um, and okay. That would be my guess is how he ran that list. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, I can't remember if he talked about this the week before on Seth Baker's or not. Um, but that would be my. That's how I would run that. Especially with Ballin without maneuver. Um, I would be running that in there, hitting something, and then having to run to the other side of the board. Um, I can tell you, the tri fighters do not want to live if you focus fire on them. So,
1: yeah, definitely. All right, so moving on now to the top eight here. Um, So we got over here um, Jonas running the Republic here. So we got Obi-Wan Kenobi here in the Delta-7 with elusive CLT shield upgrade. Um, Anakin in the 7B. um, And Contrail with crack shots, R7A7, Besh, and proton bombs. And then another 7 Fleet gunner, uh, Lat. Uh, pretty similar to the winners list. Um, the only difference here is Contrail's loadout, um, but uh, still, uh, really, very good Aces and uh, and lad uh, builds.
0: Yep. Then we have Ali Pachno running. <laughs> I'm gonna call this an Aces wannabe list because, like, he's running Boy Vader, soon tier fell with shield upgrade, crack shot, and then Predator. Then Vermeil with Harkin, Seven Sister, Ion Limiter Override, Targeting Computer, and Moth Gideon with Cloaking Device and Overtune Modulators. So this is, your Moth Gideon is not hitting very hard other than it's just reducing agility for somebody else. So there has to be a lot of work that Soon Tierfell and Vader are picking up here.
1: Uh, yeah. Actually, I mean, you can also use it defensively, right? Because moth Gideon could give a deplete or a um or a strain, or is it just a strain? We gotta take a look.
0: Uh, I don't know. Now you mentioned that, I think it's both. It's you like me to look it up?
1: I'm looking it up now. Uh, moth Gideon. So you can uh defense before dice, you're charge to spend can Oh, so it prevents the dice modification and you give a strain to a friendly ship. So you can um you can use that on the attacks that Vader and Suntier do against that particular ship. So um, I mean, if you got a very heavily modded um like ship that you need to take down with Vader and sincere can use you can use, um, use moth Gideon to um, to get that um, to to basically stop those bonds from going through and just really push in that damage there so I, I it's definitely an aggressive style type list there and um, and yeah I, I think it's pretty cool and the best part about it is that you know Gideon doesn't even have to engage he just takes a Cloak token and gets in the way as he needs to and just uh, and just uses his ability so yeah
0: all right then we have denny is next jj what is denny running
1: so denny here is running a oh my thing just went down briefly so he's running a list here for the uh, for the empire he's got uh darth vader and the x1 the customized version he's running pattern analyzer magpulse warheads fire control system and Afterburners, uh, Gideon Hask again with Ruthless Elusive Cluster Missiles and Targeting Computer. Iden Versio with Elusive and ion Cannon. mock Gideon with Cluster Missiles over two Modulators and Targeting Computer. And then two Academy Pilots to round off this list here, uh, making this a six-ship list here with Vader. Um, definitely, I would call this a, a, a swarm list, I guess. Yeah, we've got five ties in Vader, um, so it definitely can cover... A lot of ground here Um, doesn't have a big punch other than Vader and potentially um, Gideon has with the missiles but. um, But these uh, these ships can definitely cover a lot of ground it's going to make you try to choose whether you're going to try to focus your efforts on taking out Vader or having these uh, these ties take shots of opportunity, and possibly taking down your ships so it's a it's a definitely a, a really interesting list.
0: Alright. The next one is Kester Smith. And Kester is from actually our league, isn't he? He yes, was he in Nickel City yep. last year. Or yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. He is running Whisper Kylo with instinctive aim, brilliant evasion, concussion missiles, predator, pattern analyzer, munitions fail safe. Then Wrath with Elusive Predator, Ion Cannon, Pattern Analyzer. And Malaris with clusters, DT seven nine eight with crack shot and optics, and then Scorch with Predator optics and fanatical.
1: Yeah, aggressive, definitely a very aggressive list.
0: Yeah, and it looks like the DT and Scorch are both not shield upgraded, right? So obviously they're going full, full on offense. And daring you yeah. to kill them.
1: Now I am curious. Um, what are your thoughts on pattern analyzer on the um, on the whispers versus uh, like optics?
0: Uh for Kylo, it seems weird. I would be putting optics on Kylo. Um for Wrath, I could see it with Wrath, to be honest with you, because Wrath can ionize you, do a turnaround maneuver, then re-ionize you again. And you'd basically be your control piece with it. I'm not hundred percent sure how he runs it. I assume Kylo kind of runs off by himself. Wrath um, will be kind of the flanking ship. And then the three ties are going to be in the middle to say, Hey, which, you know, who are we going to eat alive? Um, and Wrath is there for that support piece. Right. And with Wrath being that I five, it gives him the ability to you make a decision. Do you want to shoot with everybody and then ionize them? Do you want to ionize them first? Um, break some locks, that type of a thing. So um,
1: yeah.
0: I, I, I don't hate it. I'll be honest. I do not hate it on wrath. I'm not, I don't, I don't like it on Kylo though. <laughs> um, to me, Kylo just should have advanced optics stapled to him. But
1: Yeah, I kind of agree. I I do like uh, having optics on Kylo; just makes him that much more effective. I think Crispy is probably just like ingrained that into me, just seeing the Crispy list there for a long time. But um, I definitely don't think that Pattern Analyzer analyzer is a bad choice. I think it's actually a pretty interesting choice just to um, to make the uh, the whispers that much more of a knife fighter um, and, and keep time on target.
0: All right. So let's take a quick break here real quick. And I want to talk about something before we get into top 16, because we will go through top 16 here in just a second. But what I, what I kind of want to recognize is if we go back and look at some of these lists, right? Like, what are we seeing? So we're seeing Bobo, Rook Kanan, that's standard. We're seeing standard Anakin, Obi Contrail Hawk. Like that's, those are known elements within the, you know, the meta here. Um, I believe that this Django Dirge Grievous 404 is kind of in the meta. And if you think about it, JJ, that is literally the list that I had been running um, with George and had success with. Like that is the same list um, except for instead of two droids, you get Dirge. Right. And Oh, now we got 40- 404 in there because I used to run a bombardment drone, but now I can technically run 404 because he exists. Yeah. Um, but that's almost the same list that we had been running, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I th- I kind of think feel that that's just the next version of that list that we had. The Django Tri Fighter and Dirge is definitely new. That is not something I don't I don't feel we we've seen a lot of. Um, and same with Ollie's list. I guess I have seen Crispy run some weird lists like that <laughs> that are semi Ace style. But that one right there is is a pretty interesting, um, unique take. And then when we go down to Denny, I, I I won't lie. I mean, he's running the upgraded Vader, which has MagPults on him, right? And we don't see that. We don't see Vader with magpaults very often, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so I will. I will say, I think Denny's list here in terms of empire is definitely not meta per se outside of Vader. Like Vader's the only thing. Otherwise it's, it's literally Vader and a bunch of ties. Um, and then Kester's list is pretty much a known, like that's a, that's a known quantity we've seen for the most part outside of wrath. We, I, which I think we talked about what like, a month ago, that wrath is probably one of the underrated, uh, whisper ships. Um, at least in my opinion it was yeah
1: i agree yeah
0: so over 50 percent of this top cut of these top eight seems to be newer maybe similar versions but newer styles of lists that we have not seen before which maybe it's the european meta right and i don't know you've been around longer than i have do you feel this is just more of a european meta thing or do you feel this is because we really still have not solved what the meta should be.
1: Um, I mean, I definitely think there's an argument to be had that that, that this is something that could be unique to to the European and meta. Um, I mean, they, they you know we're, as we get closer to worlds, I think that people are starting to to test more and more um, like different types of lists that might be, an answer to some of the lists that we have been seeing pretty regularly on there, um, as um, as a testing ground to see like what could work very well potentially for worlds. Um, so I think this is the time now where we're going to start seeing more and more of those irregular lists that we haven't really seen before, um, or at least some of the same older art types that we haven't seen in a while, um, and being flown by players that are are very well known and very good X-wing players that can really take advantage of the the archetype's capability. Um, so I, I think that um, I think that's what we're seeing here.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to top 16 then. Daniel F.A. JJ, take it away. What is he running tonight?
1: Yeah, and so Dan Anthony, also in the uh, Nick- Nickel City League, uh, he's running a CIS list. Uh, we have a customized Count Dooku. With hate, jamming beam, deathwatch, commandos, proton, torpedoes, and munitions failsafe, as well as the title, uh, standard uh, General Grievous. We got dirge with marksmanship, proton cannons, and DRK Pro droids to go along with it. That's a, a build that I've not seen yet. <laughs> um, we got uh, DFS-081 in the customized vulture with energy shell, tr- excuse me, energy shell charges, and then iron assembler with energy shell charges and munitions failsafe. Um, really interesting, actually, I do like the idea of having, um, the DRK probe droids to help set up those target locks for, uh, Dooku and company, um, to take advantage of those, so that way, um, Dooku can set off those uh, proton torpedoes, and, uh, and yeah, I, I definitely like this list, there's definitely a lot of versatility with those two, uh, vultures that can, um, go after objectives and still have that single energy cell, uh, charge to, to shoot that 3-die attack from range, and, uh, and then the rest of the list has to uh, go in and, and pick off everybody else. Um, definitely a lot of versatility. I like this a lot.
0: All right. The next list is David, and I'm not going to try to say his last name. It has the <laughs> standard Malariths that we usually see, Gaelic with Proud Tradition and Ion Cannons, Scorch with the shield upgrade, DT with the shield upgrade, Ember, which is my favorite ship, uh, with pattern analyzer and elusive. And then we see a bomber. We see a bomber come back to life with grudge with electrical chafe and the blazer bomb, which I think he was on screen or on stream. And I don't remember seeing that damn blazer bomb go off, but I, I, I was playing, um, as well on Saturday. So I have no idea. I have to go back and watch it. But, um,
1: crazy right i i thought i thought bombers were dead jj no they're they're alive and well man it's just people have kind of shifted away since the uh the fall of the cluster mines but um as i i uh oh and desi in the chat saying a blazer bomb killed dt or scorch in one of the matches so hey yeah that's great um i'm actually a big uh a big fan of uh blazer bomb just because it's a larger bomb, so when it explodes, it has a bigger area effect, and it also leaves that blaze behind as an obstacle that could potentially do damage or stress out an enemy ship. So it's a very, very good control bomb that people don't use very often, um, and it just it has a lot of potential in the right list that can really punish those, um, those stress ships. All right. Right.
0: And the next list is Sam Cooper with another CIS list. It just seems like CIS uh, yeah. doesn't want to quit today.
1: Yeah, so he's uh, he's running uh, General Grievous, Standard Loadout without Maneuver, uh, Dirge with Elusive Proton Cannon and Proton Bombs, uh, and then we get three Bombardment Drones with Proximity mines on this one here, and then Iron Assembler to finish off with the Energy Shell Charges and Munitions Failsafe. So three bombers here uh, doing very very well along with Dirt who can also drop his own bombs, and man those uh, those bombardment drones are chunky. They can take a lot of damage, and they can uh, definitely do very well with the objectives. And you have Grievous and Dirt out there uh, just going down to hunt down any aces or at least um, corral them into the range of the proximity uh, proximity mines. So it's uh, it's really interesting. I like it a lot.
0: Yep. and this is actually a version I had been playing with, um, because I I tend to like swarms more um, than other other things. But again, it's just really hard when <laughs> you have Django in 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 the mix. It's hard to not play Django. But this was a list I had been playing with a little bit before Rust Cup last year. Yeah, um, determining if I wanted to swerve to this or not.
1: So. so would you consider this a swarm list? Or yes. A, okay.
0: I, I would, I even though we have two non-swarm, you know, ships in it, I at this current time, based on that, I would have to consider this a swarm list. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think I agree, because to me it doesn't quite fit as a salad. um. But, yeah, definitely a swarm.
0: Yeah. All right. Ricky Bobby or Chris Bobby is running a Rebels list with a gauntlet in it, baby. We got Ezra Gauntlet with Chopper, BTG, Hopeful, Compassion, Maul, freaking Maul in there, <laughs> and the Night Brother title. Then we have Arval in the A Wing with Predator, Crackshot, and Magma Yarrow with Leia, the child and Pivot Wing, and then last but not least, because they're really going all full Rebels nonstop here, <laughs> we have Saw with Kanan, Jyn Erso, Pivot Wing, and Hope Bowl. Oh, I had not seen this type of a list before. This feels like a beef list from hell, though, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. And if they go to Worlds, yes, Desi, you're right. They will love this. <laughs> they will easily love this. Uh, this list here. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. I kind of actually like this list outside of Arvel. I'm not sold on the like. I get why you put Arval, but you can also put um, what's his face in there? Keo. Keo. Yeah. Like I, I think I would be running Keo, but that's just so.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a really uh, good list. Definitely, Ezra is a very, very underrated uh, gauntlet uh, pilot for the Rebels. And, man, his ability, when you load him out right, can just be really good. I like it.
0: All All right. right. Next one. Moving
1: on here, we got Kiko. Uh, I believe he's in the Nickel City League as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's on Sandy's team. Um, so he's running a uh, CIS list here, um, something we've seen already, Django Fett, Mentori's build, Durnch with a lucid proton cannon, Grievous with the standard loadout, and then a bombardment germ instead of 404 uh, with a proximity mine to uh, run off this list. Uh, definitely a, a more popular um, archetype that we have seen right now for CIS uh, being flown in uh, these tournaments.
0: And... The next one is Matt Fair with the Fireball with Kaz. Uh, it's basically the Notorious Advanced Slam Kaz with Contraband. And then he has Tally with Starboard Slash Predator Heroic and Advanced Optics. Ray Falcon with Patience Heroic Rose Finn Engine Upgrade and the title. I still hate Finn and think Finn and Gunner should be banned. And T seventy Zay with heroic M nine G eight and S foils. So I I like this list as well. Other than I I just I effing hate Finn with a passion. <laughs> um, that starboard slash is you un- is unique with Tally but I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Because you can do a five straight through somebody. You can do a through three bang three hard get right through them dump crap onto them makes sense add that strain i i would be very interested to know how often matt got that off
1: yeah and on top of that you know tally uh with her ability if you're looking to use her ability uh frequently um getting that bullseye trained on target is very crucial because it helps you to get your um get one of your friendlies that extra defensive thigh uh, that they need in order to survive so it's um it's definitely really good to try to get the tally into the mix there especially with this particular loadout you're not really looking for like missile shots or anything like that with uh, protons or pedos. um this is more of a like a defensive build i want to say
0: makes sense
1: yeah. all right and then moving on to ben saunders here uh, we got a little bit of a, a clone list here um when i first saw this he said uh Barris for this. Um, a play on Born for This. So he's got Barris Offie in the Delta 7 with Compassion, Chopper, and CLT. Um, then we have all Siege of Coruscant's uh pilots here. We got Wolf, Click, Contrail, Kickback, and Knack. Um, uh, being the uh, other clone here without Born for This uh into Z95 with fire control system, Mag Pulse Warheads, and munition tail safe to round out that list. Uh, really good actually I like this a lot Um, you have a lot of uh, good ships there that can help uh, claim objectives and generate tokens to pass off to um, other ships to keep them alive Um, the born for this ability does help other ships that don't have born for this so you can pass off like an evade token over to barris to help her survive in case of a bad roll or extra focus token and then that ship just takes a strain so it's um it definitely a lot of utility uh, for the Republican. It can cover a lot of ground. It's good.
0: And the last list that we have is Fun Walk with Poe and Trickshot Composure, which, again, I'm very confused why anybody's running Composure on Poe. Um, Sometimes you mess up, man. And I Composure. Guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, novice Tech. False transponder codes, Ray Millennial Falcon, Ray and Engine upgrade. BB8 with automatic tire targeting priority and Han Solo. Finn with the standard loadout. Lulu with her standard low loadout. And then Kaz with the Torious RJ R1J5 targeting computer and overtune modulators and the fireball. Uh, so th- it's it's funny to see Funwalk run this list because Funwalk's been running um separatists, I believe, in Kyber. <laughs> so, um, seeing him run this is 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 is, ver- is cool. It's different. Um, this is going to be. I think this list here, this poll list with crap with it, is is going to be. You will see this at Worlds. I'm I'm yeah. pretty sure you're going to see a version, some version of this at.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think so too. Yeah. All right. So, um, so that's the end of our coverage here for the Six Takers Open uh, Final. There now. Um, just to kind of tie this into what we're, what we've been doing so far with uh, with the archetype uh, analysis, right? Like identifying archetypes and looking at how ranking, like what kind of scenarios that they do well with and stuff. Um, when we're looking at the top uh, cuts, right, and taking a look at what sh- what um styles of art or archetypes are making the top cut uh between these events that we looked that uh what stands out to you do you think that there's a certain type of archetype that's doing better than everything else so far
0: well i think the salads seem to be the archetype of choice right now right um it, it feels like that is kind of where we're headed um and I don't. Th- I guess I. I wouldn't say I'm super surprised by that, right? Because if you think about it, right, we have we have all of those archetypes, you know, set up specifically. And the big thing with the salad is, is it's versatile, right? It's a it's a versatile type list. And I'm trying to remember: did we rank the salad one? No, we
1: didn't. Time? We haven't gone to it. Um, yeah, no, but. Um, I, I don't know. I'm actually a little surprised, right? Because when you take a look at the winner of, um, of the Sith Taker Open, right, this isn't clearly an Aces list, right? Because you got the Aces in Contrail, Obi Wan, and Anakin. You know, they're high initiative, they can reposition, and they're supported by a, a latch, right, that can increase their offense and give them rerolls, um, making them effective on offense. Um, and then the runner-up being a beef list uh, with uh, Boba Rook and Kanan. And then you look at the um, the other tournament, the Cherokee Open, and we got ourselves a mini swarm list uh, versus a saddle list on that one there, right? So we got a little bit of everything just on the top tables making it there. Um, obviously, as you look down the ladder, you know we'll see appearances of other styles of lists on there, but um it's to me it looks like it's kind of even um between the the different archetypes that we're looking here now granted we're looking at a more smaller uh sample size here but um i i mean it it just surprises me that we're not seeing a repeat of the same list um for for both of these these uh these top events
0: yeah and i think that's what the that's where the question right comes in because if you think about it, we it could be just because it's a different meta over, over Seeds. But at the same token, maybe that's really not the answer. Maybe it's the answer is other people are playing different things. That separatist CIS list is something we ran. like uh, That was something Georgia and I ran, yeah. except for it had two droids instead of Dirge. Right, That's the only difference. Right. Oh, and I guess I didn't have a fancy 404. If I had 404 back then, I would have ran that probably over a bombardment drone. Um, so um, I'm not 100% surprised to say aces do really well. We did rank aces uh, a little bit lower, uh, lower. Yeah, um, we did. Yeah. They got especially like you and Alex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I won't tell you I'm surprised by that. I think, so So I guess on my side, I'm not as surprised, right? I gave it a B minus, essentially. I think it does really well in the two scenarios. It has struggles in the other ones. But the one caveat we never take into this is, can you just murder things? If you could just murder things and don't have to play the objectives, and if you can ignore objectives, does that change that ranking? And when we did all these rankings, which we will continue next week, we didn't take into account that maybe these lists just murder things instead. Right. Um, so I'm not hundred percent surprised, especially if you look at a couple of those names in there for the ace list, I'm not super surprised. Like Ollie being in there, um, fun being in there. Like those don't surprise me too much in terms of like ace style running lists. Um, and that's kind of what we had said. Like when we did our tier ranking and we talked about, you know, if it's going to be A, B, C, S, whatever, the Bs have the ability, if you have a really good player that has put a lot of time into it, um, and so for example, Ali's had four years now or three years now to perfect his ace play um, better than what it was before.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: You know, it, 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 those lists can be A tier to S tier. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing here, did we? I don't remember. Did uh, in the Taker Open, did anybody go undefeated? I don't know if we looked at that.
1: Uh, not to my recollection. I don't. Uh, I I would assume there would have been at least one undefeated person in the in the Swiss.
0: Why don't we pull that up real quick? And of course, I didn't save the yeah me too (laughs) (sighs) that was super smart chris hey let's do something fun that i don't have the link for
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i mean going back to to your comment about like taking into account um like uh the ability to take out other ships right i think at least for me right when i'm thinking about how a particular ship can go in or a particular archetype can go into a, a game um, and how they do well. I think I I personally um, take into account the the capability of ignoring the objective and going in for kills, right? Because um, at least for the time that I when I was running Scum, when I was running the double fire sprays list with Kanan, that was my goal, right? Uh, if I wasn't playing Scramble or Chance or um, Assault. I was more focused on eliminating the ships right because i had those two beefy ships that are uh, that was being supported by canaan and they had the ability to to consistently put out damage um to the point that i can win the game by um by gaining points by defeating my opponent's ships and making up the loss of objectives uh for that right and especially when it came to salvage where particular list really um really does poorly on objectives and makes up for it by making sure that it can go in and get the kills for those ships so i i I do tend to factor those in for that um aces lists are a little bit different than the beef list because they're not as uh as tanky they really they rely a lot on outmaneuvering opponents but when you have especially in the republic list uh where you have a seven fleet gunner carrier that can boost that offensive potential, those um, those AC ships. Um, I think that's what really helps get um, that that punch that they need to take out enemy ships. Um, but ultimately, they are still aces. They need to double reposition to arc dodge as much as possible, so that way they don't take it the the return fire shots.
0: Yeah. So in the Sith Thicker open, we had two five and 5-0s, And then we had two players that were four and um, one tie. So they technically didn't have any losses. The four players came in without losses. It was Dom Flanagan with his his separatist list. He was top four. Uh, David, I'm not going to say the guy's last name, uh, from the Sith Takers he was also undefeated then danny the sicilian was pretty much technically undefeated cuz he tied and ali nice. so there was some in there um so there's so ali's list right undefeated and then you have um you know danny's list undefeated to some extent right and neither one of them made um neither one of them went past top 8 they both lost in the top 8 and then Dan did lose in the top sixteen, but Dom went all the way up to top four. So nice. It actually would be interesting to see what who Dom lost to in top cut. I wonder if they show those things.
1: Yeah, actually, if you're um, if you click on the player's name, I think it should give them a history of the um, of the opponents that they faced.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't give a top cut history. Ah, uh, okay, that's the only thing. So I don't know how to tell.
1: Yeah, yeah, but at least which one possible. he lost to, but yeah, but still, you know, great, uh, great showing for all those players. Really good stuff. Uh, just a quick recap. I know that we kind of trailed off on the recap for Bad Batch, uh, but with Mando coming out on Wednesday, super excited. Uh, we should be switching over to Mando for our after hours talk and,
0: um, and yeah. Yep. And so next week (coughs) we'll be back on Sunday and we will be talking about, uh, we're going to finish up the ranking for the, um, archetypes, uh, list archetypes next week and maybe covering a little bit more lists. If not, we will be covering worlds. Um, prep is what we'll be doing is discussions about worlds prep and the ship rankings the week after that we have to move the show to a different day um, because I am going to a flogging or um, a drop Take Murphy's concert on Sunday night and will not be um, in a condition to podcast when I get home. <laughs> so oh, where are they playing? They're playing um, in uh, 20 Monroe. You should come over. They got flogging Molly. The week this week is flogging Molly on sa- on Saturday. Is it? Okay, hold on. Maybe I don't you know what? Hold on. Maybe Dropkick is not Sunday. I do. Bloggy Molly man. is Saturday and the twelfth. Yep, the twelfth is Dropkick. So I love both both bands so much. Well, come out and hang out. It'll be fun. Yeah, okay, it so is. it'll be two weeks. It will be the twelfth. So the week before world. So the twelve so we we'll have two weeks uh where we'll be on schedule right nope no it is I I am right in two weeks we will not we'll have to move that show anyway we'll talk about that late next week what day we're going to move it to um, but we will probably move that show uh, on the 12th to either that Saturday or Friday or maybe next week Monday or Tuesday or some so
1: yeah absolutely
0: because I will not miss me some drop kick no offense it's better than the Super Bowl (laughs) anyway thank you all for joining us Uh, with our list recap review we will be back like i said next week talking about more x-wing have a good night everyone
1: see ya